Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the 415. With me, as always, is my co-host, Barbara Stamante. The 415 is brought to you by The Wild Hunt and Desperate House Witches. Um, Please give The Wild Hunt all your support. Check out www.wildhunt.org. Please be advised that the opinions expressed on this show are mine and my co-host's and are not a reflection on anyone or anything else. Uh, will there be, be profanity? There okay, will be, pro- yes, there will, of course, be. Hello, if you're listening to me <laughs> on the air, I promise you, profanity will happen. I think a lot of our listeners already know that. Okay, so, yeah, we, you know, last week we were like, oh, what should we talk about on our next show? And, well, Wow, our country did not disappoint, and they gave us a big fat one. Uh, so not not quite 72 hours ago, a memo leaked. There are a lot of theories about whether it really leaked or if it was leaked on purpose or, or how this came about. Um, I have no evidence to anything. I can just tell you how I feel about it and that I think the call came from inside the house. Uh, that's just me. So, Star, um, let's explain to yes. folks what is exactly happening uh, once this uh, this law is is passed, or they make it a ruling, or like what what happens now that we've seen this memo. Okay. So, first of all, it's not just a memo. It is. Um, um, and first, let's talk about how the process on on uh, on the court works. Okay, so okay. Yeah. Um, um, they sometimes do um, numerous votes on on a particular case that that they're that they've taken um, to consider. Um, and this was from everything that I've been able to learn. This was like the first vote, I believe, and um, and of course they all have their own opinions and they debate the topic of you know of what the legal precedent is, and um, you know obviously different justices interpret the law in different ways and look at different you know and interpret the precedents uh, that uh, affect the case or that are the underpinnings of, you know, what decision they might um, they might go forward with. And so what the draft that was released um, would be the, the opinion, this would be like a first draft of the opinion uh, that the court had, had settled upon. Um, and now sometimes they will, you know, they don't have to uh, render a decision. A decision will not be rendered on this until until July, uh, at the or, or June at the at the earliest. 
Okay. So, and you can go to um, uh, either to the actual site of SCOTUS, which lists all of the, you know, what days they're hearing arguments, what days they're going to be issuing decisions, and what cases. You can look at their entire docket and their schedule. Um, also, SCOTUS blog um, is a great site for breaking down these issues and explaining exactly what the issues in each case the, that the court has, has uh, agreed to hear, what those, what those are. Okay, so that's the first part of it. So this is basically, this was a draft written by uh, Alito on overturning Roe v. Wade. Um, <clears throat> now, whether, whether they follow through with this, um, I think one of the interesting things in this is that um, there was no opinion from Roberts, um, but the other four conservative uh, justices, I think, all weighed in with, the, with opinions. Um, so if this comes to pass, there are a number of states that have what are known as trigger laws. Okay, so um, a trigger law is a law that has been passed at the state level that cannot be put into play because it is uh, superseded by federal law. So Roe v. Wade is a federal law and is uh, and it rests on a couple of, of landmark cases. In, in addition to itself being a landmark case, uh, one of the important cases, and this is the one that we, that if you think Roe v. Wade being gone is problematic, uh, Griswold versus Connecticut being uh, being reversed would be even more horrific, but we'll get to that in a minute. <clears throat> so what will happen with these trigger laws that basically ban abortion? Um, and there are 13 states that have trigger laws on the book. Most of those will go into effect immediately once that once Roe would if Roe were to be overturned, then those laws um, will will go into um, you know become active. Now some of them have other limits placed on them as to how they can be implemented. Um, so it may not happen immediately for um, for all of in all of those states. But, uh, I mean, this is just a really, really bad, uh, bad thing. Uh, you know, there are a number of states that, um, you know, that have already passed really horrendous laws. Um, you know, Texas, Oklahoma, Kentucky, uh, these are all places where laws have recently been passed. I mean, Oklahoma just like a week or two ago. Um, basically banned all abortions, uh, and I think with no exceptions, um, after six weeks, which, you know, most women don't even know that they're pregnant at six weeks. Um, so, um, so, so there's, so there's that. So <clears throat> states that 
are that have trigger laws on the books or that are already in the process of, of passing bans or uh, extreme limits on on abortion, those would able would be able to be enforced without Roe in place. And so those states, I'm just going to list them off for you real quickly in no particular order, um, would be South Carolina, Georgia, Alabama, Tennessee, Kentucky, West Virginia, Ohio, Mississippi, Louisiana, Arkansas, Missouri, Iowa, Oklahoma, Texas, Utah, Idaho, and North Dakota. So that's a um, <clears throat> that's a substantial number. And then additionally, there are um, four other states that are probably that would probably um, that don't have a, a either don't have a trigger law in place or um, are, have not already passed something. And those states are Montana, Nebraska, Indiana, and Florida. So um, you're talking about roughly half, more than half of the country that would have that either does have or will have laws that prohibit or limit or extremely limit in some cases uh, abortion now there are uh four states i think that currently have laws that uh that protect abortion rights and those states are I don't know which states those are. <laughs> Actually, well, there there are 16 states in total that that have uh, you know that have already put into motion uh, provisions or laws to to keep abortion legal and accessible, and uh, four of those plus the District of Columbia. Uh, have laws that have codified the the right to abortion throughout pregnancy without state interference. So, so there's that. So there's 16 states, at least that we know of. Um, what else would you like to know? <laughs> well, you know, we talked about the fact that this is just the beginning of things that were established law that could be overturned if this actually goes into play, and I'm sure it's going to. I don't see why they would back away from it now. Um, You know, it's never stopped Republicans before to take something very unpopular and pass it anyway. Um, You know, that's how a lot of us got Kavanaugh and Comey Barrett. (laughs) We didn't like them, and they got in. Okay, but okay. Let's just be clear here on on how none of us. Well, first of all, none of us voted for any of the Supreme Court justices because those are not elected positions; they're appointed positions. And the majority of us did not vote for the former president, whose name I will not mention. However, this is a little bit different. Okay, first of all. we're coming into midterms. Primaries are starting or have already been held in in a lot of states. Um, a lot of them are underway right now in North Carolina. You know, um, voting is open for primaries. Um, 
so uh, in the midterms, you know, the Republicans really want to retake uh, the Senate and the House if they can. Mm-hmm. Um, but here's something that everybody needs to to pay attention to. Over half of the population, 51.1%, to be precise, of the 330-some-odd million people in this country are women. Um, now not all of them are, you know, are all in on, a, on abortion, uh, but the majority of them are. They are all about not having somebody tell them what the fuck they can do with their bodies. Okay? Around 65% of the women who are in their reproductive years, so we're we're just going to ballpark that in, say, between 15 and 50, okay? Okay. Um, 65% of those women use some form of birth control. That's 110 million women, okay? And and this is important because many of these women vote. Um, many of them are married to men who also vote. And uh, I think that what you're going to see is that this is going to really motivate people to vote. And to anyone listening, I will just tell you, get off your fucking ass. If you're not registered, get registered. You need to vote. You need to vote because the only way that any of this gets fixed, and I'm not just talking about uh, about Roe. I'm talking about a whole just ton of other stuff. I mean, the environment is, you know, extremely fragile. We are, you know... We are on a track for, you know, extinction if if we don't get our shit together and turn turn the ship around. Um, for those of you who were sad and disappointed um, with Biden's uh, showing so far, as well as the Senate and Congress, um, suck it up. Because if you're disappointed now, if the Republicans gain control of, of the Senate or worse, and the House, uh, it is only going to get much worse. Uh, so vote and vote not just at, don't just vote for, you know, federal offices. You've got to vote for, it all is local. All politics are local and you need to vote every goddamn chance you get. Um, yep. So, so one of the other things that has the potential to – so if you think about how court decisions, and especially uh, landmark decisions like this, okay, so, they, so one law, like building blocks, rests upon another law. So right. if Roe is removed, it reveals Griswold versus Connecticut, which is all about right to privacy – and how it figures into oral contraceptives and birth control. Now, if we lose access to birth control, I can't even begin to tell you how bad that is. Um, I mean, it would just be absolutely horrific. 
I kind of don't think that uh, – I'm not saying I don't think that they're not going to target that because I absolutely think that is what the fringe wants. Yeah. But I want to remind everybody that this is – that if Roe is reversed, it is a minority fucking decision. Now, yes, the court is – it has a conservative majority, but – they but that but they reflect a minority when it comes to the population of the United States, okay? At best, these fuckers make up like maybe twenty five percent of the country, but probably even less than that. Uh, which is all the more all the more reason to vote because we outnumber them like anywhere from three to four to maybe even five to one. Um the only way that they win is if we fucking stay home and don't vote. If we only don't participate. All they need to win is for us to not to participate. Okay? That's all it takes. So, you know, we, we've got to be, it's all hands on deck. And I know that we've said that before about other things. This is no shit. I mean, women will die. If Roe is overturned, before they can do anything to fix this, women are going to die. Women who can't get abortions and who can't afford to travel are going to go see people that are uh, very likely disreputable and will give them shit to take and tell them things to do that will make them sick and possibly kill them. You will also have women mm-hmm. who will be seeking, who will be so desperate they will try anything. We will see women, you know, I work in a shop that sells herbs. We will see women who will be coming in and asking for herbs and be using things like rue and and other herbs that are rarely very effective in eliminating pregnancy, mostly because you can't really get enough uh, potency without doing serious harm to yourself. Um, You know, there are... um, there is there are resources that that can be tapped, and uh, there will be even more resources, uh, I am sure, if this goes through. Uh, one of the the organization that uh, that you all need to know about is abortionfunds.org. It's the national network of abortion funds, and um, they provide resources. Uh, Carolina Abortion Fund uh, right here in in North Carolina, but they are they're all over the place. So that that's that's one resource. Um, then there's there's some there's some other things in the news that uh, that are pretty interesting. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, so tell me about you know I'm seeing I'm seeing online a whole bunch of people talking about stop using an app that tracks your cycle. And there's, there's loads of them, all kinds of, uh, you know, just, just to make it easier for women to keep track of when that time of the month is going to come for their fertility or protection or whatever. So what's right. going on with that? Why is everybody suddenly dumping these apps, and why should they? Okay, so this should come as a surprise to no one. Uh, if you own a cell phone... And I don't care if you have your geolocator turned off or you have whatever you have, okay? If you have a fucking phone 
somebody is tracking your shit, okay? I don't care. I don't care, you know, who you are. I don't care what service you have. I don't care what apps you have. If you've got a phone, somebody is tracking you, okay? That's just how It is the reality of the world that we live in. And, yes, there will be people who will say, but, you know, you can do this or that. Yes, you probably can, and it may or may not work. Um, if your life is on the line, do you really want to trust that? I'm thinking not. So here's the deal with apps, okay? So a lot of people use apps to um, to track their cycles, um, but also every time you go somewhere, your phone tracks your, tracks your location. Um, there was an article in the Washington Post uh, yesterday or today, let's see, it was, it was yesterday, um, talking about these apps, and a lot, of, um, a lot of groups are suggesting that women delete these apps and also not even, not even carry their phone if they're going to travel out of state um, because they could potentially track you. It, like, let's say I live in Texas, I get pregnant, I'm like, holy fuck, I can't get an abortion here, so I'm going to go visit my well, good friend, uh, Raina, who is right down the street from, from an abortion clinic, and, and I'm going to get an abortion. Well, um, so phones connect, co- collect not just your uh, basic location, but specific location. And uh, on Tuesday... Uh, the motherboard blog, which is uh, part of Vice, reported that for $160, it bought a week's worth of data from a company called SafeGraph that that showed where people um, had visited, you know, more than 600 Planned Parenthood clinics, like, and where they came from and where they went afterwards. Um, So, this kind of data could be used to track me traveling from Texas, which has laws against me traveling to another state to get an abortion, and be used to prosecute me. Um, now, SafeGraph's uh, CEO, Oren Hoffman, uh, told the Washington Post that uh, his company is currently discussing whether or not to stop offering aggravated data aggregated data on uh, it is aggravating but aggregated data (laughs) on uh, physical traffic to abortion providers um um and and that um companies like it do not usually sell the location information linked to names or phone numbers although they have they have come under fire from privacy advocates uh in the past and so they've, they've changed some of their practices to make it harder to tie data to specific people. But now, remember that pesky, pesky privacy law that I mentioned earlier? Well, if they start doing away with privacy laws, then this means that that would also possibly open up to, uh, to prosecutors and, you know, other folks being able to to use your phone to track you, um, and there have been a bunch of laws that that have either attempted to be passed or have already been passed that you know where they can request uh, information about your reproductive cycle. And I want you to think about the fact when you go to the doctor, 
what is one of the first questions that they ask any woman? Okay, for you boys out there, you when may not know. The, what, is the, what was the first date of your last period? Every single I'm 60, they still fucking ask me. Right. Exactly. And it doesn't. So, um, so this, uh, this is basically could be even used as evidence. <laughs> While technically you would be protected, um, that information should be protected under HIPAA law of your doctor not being able to reveal that information. But if they start undermining um, some of these privacy laws as it relates to reproduction, then they could, you know, they could throw your doctor in jail for not, you know, not revealing that. They could get a court order. They could, you know, I mean, the the list of possibilities are are endless. So a lot of what the, um, uh, you know, abortion fund uh, and people that are pro-abortion are suggesting, a lot of these groups are saying, not even to tell your doc, you know, that you don't have to answer that when you go to the doctor. You just tell them, nope, not going to do it. I don't know what a, how good of an idea that is, and, and I don't know how effective that would be, if, especially right. if you're having some kind of issue. Your doctor kind of needs to have that, that information. Um, sure. So, But I definitely think, I'm not sure that, I would be having, if Roe is overturned, uh, I think I would not be having one of those apps on my phone. Um, right. But but that's me, you know. I mean, each person has to decide for themselves Granted, whether or not. But why give them? why give them extra access? I would suggest that, hey, ladies, do it like I did back in the old days. Get a calendar that you hang on the wall and count. <laughs> I mean, seriously, you don't need an app for everything. Why give them extra information? Yes, they will know where you are. It's just why give them more? There's, there's no reason to give them even more information but than they already have, you know? It's, it's frightening because to me, and you know how I am, and I talked about this, Last night, I did a little bit of a eight-minute rant. If anybody's interested, you can find it on Blog Talk. But, you know, I usually go right to hyperbolic search and seizure laws. You know, there is no right to privacy because you have to undermine them in a row. You start here and you continue to go. You know, my, my thing is, okay, so... When, is, when are they going to strike down same-sex marriage? When are they going to strike down health care for individuals who need it that are not this, you know, white-gendered Christian males? I mean, if you're not one of their past, I just feel like we're all targets, like everybody, gendered, non-gendered, gay, straight, trans, what, trans whatever, you know, it's like a target is on all of us, you know, and it's frightening because it, it, here's the beginning of where it could happen. You know, when you talk about these kind of things and you don't really have something happening, folks put it in the back of their minds like, ah, that'll never happen. But, folks, here we go. This, this is one of the things that they have been coming in their genes about since Roe got passed, okay, conservative, fundamentalist, 
have always wanted to take the right for women to choose away. And I will tell you something. Stop shying away from the word abortion. There's nothing wrong with it. And abortion is an end, period, okay? Don't let them uh, frighten you and shame you into not using that word. I find it ridiculous. Okay, so well, it's also it's also no, it's also one of the safest procedures like um that there is. Um very few people suffer ill consequences from from getting a, a, an abortion. I mean it it is literally one of the safest procedures. Uh I mean it's so safe that it's done in an outpatient uh setting. Yeah. So and I and I think it's you know it's important to uh to note that um we have to pay attention. We have to pay attention yeah. and we have got to we have got to participate because if we don't um you know I mean we're already we are likely going to lose access uh to row in the coming months. I mean that's just yeah. that's not hyperbole. Uh it is it is fact. Um it is it yeah. is a reality that uh, that we're all going to have to have to grapple with and we're going to have to find ways to uh to to work around that. Um I want to go back to uh and talk about this brief a little bit. Um okay. Or leaked leaked draft. <clears throat> Yeah. Because there were some really reprehensible things um, that that Alito, uh, some some really just uh, there's really no other way to say it other than shitty connections that that oh, yeah. he uh, that he that he drew that are not um, I mean he likened it to um, racial inequality um, and, you know, cited uh, Plessy uh, v. Ferguson as, uh, you know, a bad ruling and he likened Roe to being, uh, to being similar to Plessy, which is... Uh, a load of horse shit. Um, mm-hmm. And just to be clear, Plessy was was the only reason Plessy is no longer in play is because of the um, Brown v. Board of Education ruling in in 1954, which kind of righted the ship. I mean, the whole rhetoric of Plessy was that equal but separate. Yeah. Which meant that you know that put people that. It, it was the law of the land for segregation, okay? Um, Roe is is in no way similar to that, like in any any way, shape, or form. Um, <clears throat> so there's that. So it's like, really, what kind of horrible person are you that you equate the rights of a woman's autonomy to be able to make her own choices to uh-huh. a law that segregates people. 
Um, and never mind that the people who will suffer the most if Roe is is reversed are, you know, poor women, women of color, um, you know, people who already have enough trouble accessing health care. And now this is yet another avenue that will be that will be cut off from them for them. The other charming fact in in uh in this brief, one of many horrifying, is that he cites Sir Edward Coke, um, who was uh an English barrister and judge. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. And do you want to know what else he was? Come on, ask me, ask me, ask me what else he was. Tell me what else he was, Mark. He was also um, basically a witch hunter. He, like, mm-hmm. you know, helped develop the, the doctrine uh, of persecuting witches. Uh, so you got that going for you. Um, you know, and he cites now uh, an article that I saw on, uh, uh, I think it was a Roth Story article, said that, that that would be something that would end up getting wiped out of the of, of the opinion. <laughs> but I will just tell you, from my perspective, that, you know, I mean, he's citing laws in England as a basis for this, okay? Laws that no longer apply in England because you can go... They don't have these kind of restrictions on... on, uh, So, I mean, you have to kind of look at this and go, what the fuck, dude? What are you you fucking talking about? Well, I mean... Isn't that the reason why people left England for freedom of religion? Wasn't there some kind of a thing where people were trying to get out? I mean, he is so stupid and backwards, it boggles the mind. And it sounds like something almost direct, well, not directly from the Trump playbook, but definitely along those conservative hard lines that are so sorry that women got to vote and, you know, that that people of color are no longer considered two-thirds of a person. I mean, this is absurd. It's absurd to me that he would it's even think to reference uh, four-fifths. I mean, oh, sorry, yes, four-fifths, my mistake. Whatever. It's bullshit. This is ridiculous. I'm so infuriated by all of it because, I, you know, and I'm not mad because I won't have access to an abortion. I'll never need one again. It's not about me. It is about what is going to happen to everybody because this is not a one-person issue. And my hope is that this becomes the political window that we need to get Democrats and liberals to agree. And if you heard my thing last night, once again, you, and you're going to hear me do it again, the third-party voters are a lot of this problem. The fake liberals are a lot of this problem. The ones who only care about what affects them directly. That is not how we build a society, and it's certainly not how we keep a democracy. So 
I'm going to ask people to really think long and hard if you were a third-party voter and it was at the point that Trump was able to sneak in. Uh, I'm going to ask you to please reconsider and maybe go to something that will more align with your values in a real sense, even though it is not your ideal candidate. It is not your idea of perfection. I understand that. But you know what? I would take 100 Joe Biden for the rest of my life than one Trump ever again, ever again. Uh, well, I'm not going to say, you know, I'm not going to say his name. Um, he was absolutely one of the worst things that has ever happened to this country, but I think that he is more of yeah. a symptom than he is the, the actual disease. But, I mean, I just think I don't know that I've ever quite seen, like, you know, I mean, this brief, and I would encourage you all to, to go online. Uh, I will, I, if I can, I will post a, a, a link to this on our show page. Because I have never seen a brief of this magnitude that is, I mean, he's he's citing like 13th century treatises, treaties, uh, treatises. I'm sorry, I can't speak. I cannot. Yeah, I can't speak today um, on the basis of you know that uh, poisoning a, a you know. A pregnant woman and it causes an abortion is is committing homicide. Thirteenth um, century, thirteenth century. I don't, you know, I I don't know. Alito, Alito, wake up! It's 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 twenty twenty two. You know, and then I, it, it's just as I say, I definitely would encourage you to to read this brief and the language that he uses. Uh, is just, and the lines that he draws are just really horrible. Um, so, anyway, moving on. Okay. Um, so before we move on, I just I just want to say I got to do my commercial. So before we move okay. on, I just wanted to remind folks, please support the Wild Hunt. Go to wildhunt.org. It is the pagan paper of record. Um, and it needs all your support, especially now. I mean, with all of these things that are potentially coming, it would not surprise me if there was an end goal of not just not having a right to your own decisions, certainly not just your body, but who you can love, who you can be, what you can do, where you can go. Um, it's so much more than that, but it frightens me to think that we could very easily go to state-run media. Uh, it's, it's really fucking scary. Um, so please, while we can and while we have it, which I hope we always do, but it's, who knows? I don't know what's going to happen, but please support wildhunt.org. Thank you. Excellent. Excellent, and and I was able to post the uh, document cloud of of that of that draft, so you all can go and read it for yourselves. Uh, it will it is not a fun read, and uh, like all legal briefs, is like bogged down with all kinds of uh, legalese and uh, other crap. But I encourage you to read it. Now, 
there are some other things that are going on. Um, one of the things on Monday, um, a number of companies have come have come forward and said that they are going to make sure that their workers have access to abortions. Um, Levi Strauss and Company was 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 one of them. Another was Amazon, which this kind of blew me away. I heard this while I was uh, I was uh, driving either to or from work. I think yesterday, uh, Amazon has has said that it will pay employees up to four thousand dollars in travel expenses each year for non-life-threatening medical treatments, which will include, which includes abortions. Um, That's huge, okay? Now, of course, I'm not sure how that is going to translate. And just to to make a point, I am not an attorney, and I've never even played one on TV. So uh, I'm I'm not exactly sure how this is going to translate to workers in states that ha- like Texas that, you know, where anybody that aids and abets someone getting a, you know, t- attempting to get an abortion, including traveling out of state, how, yeah. what that means for Amazon. However, it's important to note here that Amazon could say, well, you know, fuck you. We'll just close every motherfucking thing we own in Texas, and uh, you can't buy stuff from Amazon anymore, um, which would definitely be bad for business for them, but uh, it's not. They have some leverage there, so I. So I. I don't know. Well, well absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. When you have a company of that size with that many locations all over the country, if you decide to pull your factories or your distribution centers, you are losing jobs in these areas, you know, and sometimes the only way to get people to wake up and stop doing horrible things is to hit them in the wallet. And and it's unfortunate because it will hit individuals. If it were to happen, there is no plan that we are aware of to make it happen. This is just a supposition. So, you know, I mean, that could be damaging to whatever state they would do that in if that were to happen. But sometimes, again, you make a threat to the wallet of, of a large state that relies on them for employment for however many thousands of residents. Uh, that could be a big deal. It could, it could be. And here's, here's a case in point. I, I've been, I'm dying to talk about this and I promise I'll make it brief, but Oh, you if, if you if you had if you had been following um, what has been happening in tech, uh, in Florida uh, with Disney, okay? Yeah. Now, yeah. Here, here is some A-list fuckery that um, is is uh, I mean, like the bullshit of this is just absolutely blinding. Um, so. After the state decided it was going to pass that don't say gay law, 
or that's what it's been called, but basically it's it's, it's mm-hmm. very uh, regressive and discriminatory and, and, and just fucking awful. And, I mean, there are many mm-hmm. awful things that we can say about the government of the state of Florida, you know, beyond the fact that they have one of the most ignorant governors, uh, you know, which, I mean, and that's saying something because if you look at some of these people, there are some really fucking awful uh, Republicans holding office right now. Uh, in fact, we have some of our own little darlings here in the uh, in in the Appalachians. But uh, DeSantis definitely tops the list when it comes to regressive and ignorant. So yes, he does. Our pal DeSantis, um, after they had passed this law, or maybe as they were passing it, Disney said, "We don't like it. We don't agree with it." They criticized the law, which was mm-hmm. pretty weak on their part. You know, they could have they could have made a lot more noise, but but that was that was their stance, right? And so, DeSantis got a bug up his ass about that and decided that you know, oh yeah, oh yeah, you can criticize me. Well, guess what? We are gonna vote to uh, eliminate the district that you have, because they have a special district, okay? It's the Reedy Creek mm-hmm. uh, district. And Disney, okay, uh, because of the way it's set up, for the most part in states, you cannot you cannot tax one company or person more than you tax an, at a higher rate than others, right? Um, yeah. You know, if, if the tax rate is 10%, it's 10% for everybody. However, the way right. they get around this is they, is they set up special districts. When Disney bought the land that it is sits on in Florida, it bought a lot of it got a lot of land, and it needed infrastructure, mm-hmm. and so it developed its own infrastructure. And, and I'm and I'm summarizing this, okay? There, it, yes, it's more complicated that, than that, and there's more details, but basically. Yeah. They created a special district, which is the Reedy Creek um, area district, and they they maintain, you know, they pay a huge amount extra in taxes that's based on millage, um, and which amounts to, you know, an extra 150 like million or billion dollars a year. It's a lot, okay? It's a it's a fucking lot. Like right now, I think it's a hundred extra hundred and fifty million a year that that they pay, but they handle you know. But that's because they want to control, right? They don't want any potholes. They want trash to be picked up, you know, more often than what would normally be done. Um, they like things to look beautiful, and you know, they handle you know they handle the sewer, they handle the trash pickup, they do all the road maintenance, and they do this. Because they are in charge of that district, um, which, which it turns out, amounts to about a billion dollars a year in bond debt. So um, when the state of Florida decided to dissolve the Reedy Creek District, they basically, um, that means that Disney is no longer liable for that bond debt, and it will instead transfer to the two counties that that district is in, which does not have the resources <coughs> to 
to cover that bond debt. Um, and there's a whole rolling list of, of ramifications from that, okay? Um, but the other yeah. thing is that, you know, by the state's own charter, what they did may not even be legal for them to do. Um, and also, it's definitely, um, you know, basically the state is punishing Disney for, for you know, they violated their freedom of speech, okay? Yeah. So there's like, there's a ton of lawsuits that have, that have already been filed. Um, a bunch of taxpayers have filed lawsuit because now they're going to, I mean, they're, they're, we're talking about people's property taxes being raised anywhere from, um, you know, like twenty two, twenty three hundred dollars a year to twenty eight hundred dollars a year, which is, I mean, that's a lot, um, and that's just for starters, and that still won't cover the shortfall that the counties would have oh, to come wow. up with. Not only that, but uh, Reedy Creek pays its, you know, its employees a whole lot more money than what the what the two counties that it sits within what they pay their, you know. So this is going to be a gigantic mess, but it's also an abject lesson in what happens when government makes insane decisions that, I mean, like nobody did their homework on this. Like if they had, they would know what a giant clusterfuck this is going to be. So take that into consideration when you're talking about, you know, companies like Amazon that are, you know, basically at this point, Amazon is almost like a utility. How often do you order shit from Amazon? You know, I mean, and sure, there are are some people that that don't use it at all. Um, You know, well, and some of those people don't even have computers and probably have phones. But the average American probably, who knows how much they order from. And so, I mean, it's like almost like during, I don't know that I would have survived the pandemic if I hadn't been able to order from Amazon. So, um, yeah, yeah, go ahead and let's fuck with them. Um, you know, some other notables in, 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 uh, as far as companies that are, that are tackling this fucking Citigroup, okay? Do you know how massive Citigroup is? They noted yes. in a filing, a, an SEC filing in April, that in response to changes in reproductive health laws in certain states in the U.S., Beginning in 2022, we provide travel benefits to facilitate access to adequate resources. Um, yeah, city city group, which is massive. Okay, and then also, you know, other companies like Yelp, uh, all these rideshare companies, uh, Uber, 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 Uber. And, and Lyft, I swear, I can't talk today. Yeah. Um, you know, they're all working, either have already made announcements or are in the process of, of making changes to be able to accommodate their workers. So, I mean, I, so I think there is hope on this. But, I mean, I think also there's a, there's a temptation to look at all of this and feel absolutely hopeless because these are laws being passed by people that we didn't even fucking elect, and now they're going to, you know, they're going to take away our rights, I mean, especially as women. But if you're a man and you think this doesn't fucking affect you, I got news for you. It most certainly does. And any gay man or lesbian or, you know, anybody that's 
LGBTQ plus, um, you know, another law that they have in their sites is overkill, you know, um, which which is same-sex marriage. Um, you know, if you think for one minute that they're not going to, you know, if they hate, the only thing they probably hate more than women, oh, I don't know, though I think we're at the top of the list of things that they hate, um, is like, you know, same-sex marriage and, you know, and, and all of everything that is connected to that. So, you know, it, it doesn't matter who you are. Um, if you value your privacy, everything that's coming down the pike is going to impact you and affect you. And just because you don't have a fucking uterus and you can't get pregnant doesn't mean that your wife, your girlfriend, your lover, your kids, your grandkids, that they can't, you know? I mean, this is like, this is one of, I cannot even tell you the amount of damage that if they reverse Roe v. Wade, that it will do to this country, um, and and specifically to women, um, you know, the way the way that we fix this, no matter what these fuckwads decide, and I'm still, and I just want to be clear in that I'm still not convinced that you know Roberts is not just going to murder a couple of people, a couple of his justices because he's tired of their bullshit that that are staining you know his legacy. Never mind that he was instrumental in Citizens United being passed, but that's a story for another day. Um, but yeah. if you think for a minute that he is not upset about all the bullshit that, you know, Clarence Thomas has brought and Kavanaugh and, you know, all the rest of these knuckleheads that have recently been added to the court. I mean, ironically, you know, Gorsuch is probably the least offensive member. Uh, you know, he hasn't done anything. You know, no, no one's caught him, you know, screwing somebody in a public bathroom or saying ridiculous nonsense. And he doesn't go on and on about how much he likes beer. Um, you know, and his wife isn't part of a, you know, violent group that tried to, you know, stage a coup and take over oh, the right. fucking government. Um so, but, uh, you know, if you think for a minute that Roberts is not just so fucking hopping mad over this leak, um, especially if he was against overturning Roe and was trying to convince those, you know, five knuckleheads to to not vote that way and then to have this leaked, now they're locked into their position, basically, and will have some explaining to do. Um, possibly to, you know, their overlords, um, which are the people that fucking lobbied to get them in position. But, I mean, I think it's fair that they can say, hey, look, Chief Justice Roberts said he was going to stab me in the neck with his very expensive uh, fountain pen if I didn't go with what I originally said I was going to do. So I'm more afraid of him than I am of you. Uh, you know, they can always fall back on that. Um but seriously, anything could happen at this point. We don't know, um, but we have to. We have to continue. We have to continue to fight. We have to continue to vote. We have to do all the things, you know. Uh, whether it's you know, if you if you're in a place of privilege and you can afford to donate money to to some of these funds, some of these legal funds, 
if you can go to rallies, if you can go to protests, if, if you can, you know, and hey, for all you pagan boys and girls and others out there, uh, guess what? You have a whole other set of tools in your box. You can, uh, you can do work to, you know, have an impact and, and help people. And and yep. and even cancel out those Christian praying motherfuckers who want to see women uh, shackled, uh, and you know, and saved by their God. Uh, although I don't really know what that that even means. Uh, so okay, I'll be quiet now. Well, <laughs> first of all, you quiet scares me more than you angry believe it or not, because I know there's something behind it. But quite frankly, you know, listen, just from a personal standpoint, I, you know, abortion became uh, safe and legal when I was 12, all right? And I'm 60, and we're talking about a really relatively short amount of time. You know, when I was 33, I was married to a very abusive guy, and I got pregnant, and I knew if I had this child, I was never going to get away from him because he had threatened to kill me lots of times and used to beat the hell out of me. So, you know, that abortion saved my life, you know, and I'm sure it saved a lot of lives. So I'm just going to ask everybody to... Consider who in your life, if it's not you, who in your life these horrible things might happen to if we stop having the rights to our bodies, period, you know. Anybody with a uterus, gendered, non-gendered, trans, not trans, this, whatever. This is going to hit us all because it will all go down the line. It starts at row. And then they will work backwards to undo and undo and undo and work forwards to undo the most progressive things that we had recently. So there's no good end once you start overturning established law. So anyway, that's that's enough of me for tonight. Oh, I don't never get enough of you, and you are absolutely correct. When I am quiet is when you should really be worried. Because that means I'm up to something. Right. Just like, you know, if you, anybody who's had a toddler, you know, and all of a sudden it's very quiet in the house, you know you're in for it. Um, but And you're absolutely right. You know, we can all we can all do more, you know. Hey, look, look what we did with the last election, okay? Everybody was like, oh, Trump is going to win. We're going to all, you know, die. It's all terrible. And guess what? He didn't fucking win because we all turned out. We showed up at the fucking polls and we voted. And we can do it again and again and again and again and as many motherfucking times as it takes. So that's all I got. You are goddamn right. You are goddamn right. All right. So we're going to wrap it here. Say goodnight, Star. Good night, Star. All right. I'm Raina Star. That's Star Bustamante. We will talk to you next month. Everybody take care. And, uh, yeah, please think about what's happening because it's happening to all of us. See you tomorrow. Ciao, baby.